the food is good, the seafood's good, the coffee's good, like everything is good in Hawaii. Aloha, humans. Well, you remember last week, if you recall, there was a really awesome uh, introduction to Alani with Mike Porter and Florence, our guests. Mickey Dudes Michael and Joe Quattrochi was on to give us a little introduction to the resort overview, and it was, it was pretty entertaining, so we could, thought we'd bring everybody, at least Joe and uh, Florence and Mike are able to come back. Welcome back, guys. Jeff, what's going on, brother? Oh, it's it's all good. I wish I was in Lonnie right about now. How are you, uh, Florence and Mike? Doing good. We're we're great. <laughs> Hang loose or whatever they say over there. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you guys were able to come back. There's so much to talk about for Lonnie. I'm happy to hear about it. Um, been plan trying to plan a trip there for years. So this is just I'm eating all this up. up this great detail, and uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say today. To start off, hear a little bit about Joffrey's. I wanted to kind of point out, I don't know if people realize that Joffrey's uh, has made special blends from, for pretty much every Disney resort. And that also includes Alani. Um, I, I have a, uh, a bag of uh, Alani and it's really delicious. Straight off their website, they say, Begin your morning as they do at Alani, a Disney resort and spa. Our roast master created the in-room coffee to represent the flavors of Hawaiian islands. A masterful blend of rich Kona coffee beans from the Big Island of Hawaii blended with beans from Central America and soft body roasted to a medium level as they say in the islands, Koalina, which means find your place of joy. I just think it's interesting how Disney uh, and Joffrey's works together to kind of come up with these special blends. Um, so I know Joe's taking a tour of the uh, facility there in um, Tampa. Tampa. Um, we're pretty pretty excited about the the fact that you can get these kind of blends so alani is definitely one i would pick up anyway i thought i'd uh hand off to you guys and just take it away so uh, uh jeff before we get started florence you you and mike actually visited the big island uh did you guys actually end up going to kona yes yes we stayed uh two nights in Kona and two nights in Hilo and we did go to a coffee plantation. It was Kona Joe's. Yeah, that's that's what my segue was. I was like, speaking of Joffrey's Coffee, I'm like, you know, they always got the, the Hawaiian Kona blends. I wondered how the actual coffee was in Kona, Hawaii. It's good. I mean, it's really good. He, he actually brought a bunch home. They had one set of coffee beans that it was like, it was like $160 for a pound of beans. Yeah. And the one we went to, they actually, the way they grow their beans, and they're very proud of it, they they grow it like with trellises. So they train the plants to grow along. Um, like grapes. Yeah, like, like grapes. grapes. And so that way they get more um, more product from it. And, and all of them get more sun, so they get better quality. So it was really interesting. Yeah, the one thing I've learned about um, just Hawaii in general, and, and we're going to get back into Alani in like two seconds, but so I'll bring it up. Everything everybody ever says about Hawaii, it, it is what it is. Like, it's true. It's not overhyped. It's beautiful. It's adventurous. The food is good. The seafood's good. The coffee is good. Like, everything is good in Hawaii. So if everybody's listening to this, Florence and Mike could definitely attest to this. Um, I think it does live up to the hype for the most part. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Now, one of the things, that's about hype, that did not live up i don't think 100 percent to the hype and florence and mike you guys experienced this as well was the lanai la and i y spa at alani i don't know if i pronounced that right or not but um so we did the spa day we were actually you guys had your day what it was they were refurbishing the first day right you want to go into how your spa uh experiences was at alani yeah so so we had our appointment i think it was the day after the um the storm had gone through and um so they had to actually clean out the outdoor therapy pools and so we had an appointment to do a couple's massage 
which we went and did, which was perfectly fine. It was like any other massage, um, but probably twice the cost. Um, but specifically, we did that because we wanted to try the hydrotherapy garden. And so when we got all done, and I asked them before we started, is the garden open? They said, oh, it'll be open by the time you're done. So then we got done, and they said, well, it's not open yet. We'll we'll call you later when it's open. Well, it was like three in the afternoon when they finally called me to say it was open. And by that point, we were getting ready to go to the luau. So we made arrangements to go back the next day, which happened to be the day that you and Jen were there. So we went back and just did the hydrotherapy garden for a few hours because it was our last morning before heading to the airport. And I enjoyed that a lot. Yes, very nice. And the lounges were nice enough to be able to take a nice nap on. And and that's that's the part I think lived up to the hype as somebody, you know, our listeners listen to the show. Jen and I love to get massages. We've gotten uh, a couple at Grand Floridian. We get them all the time at Saratoga Springs. Um, you know, it's one of those things that we don't mind saving up the money to to ha- have a nice massage. But the one thing was, and like Florence, you said, um, the one thing I did not do my research on was that there are no DVC discounts uh, for massages at Alani at this spot. Right. So um, luckily for the day that we went, um, we went kind of earlier in the day, maybe like nine or 10 o'clock and we got our massages and went to go, you know, we knew we were going to spend the whole day there. So we spent the rest of the day there. The, there, the big thing is the hydrotherapy garden, the Kulawai, as Florence, as you were just saying, uh, it was like what, five different showers, like outdoor kind of showers. Was it one, two, three, like five, maybe yeah, they're very cool. It was like in yeah. a circle and you kind yeah. of could switch each, around each one of them. And yeah. Yeah, those were really cool. Uh, I mean, like the, you could try all the different ones and actually the water kind of flowing out of the voice, very relaxing. That was cool. Um, besides that, there was maybe one or two hot tubs that were kind of close to each other. Uh, there was the one that was like the real cold um, therapy one. It was like, I think it was like 50 degrees or whatever. I know Jen, you know, dared me to go in there for a minute and then she was going to buy me like dinner or something and I did it and it was really cold. But um, <laughs> but besides that, it was just a bunch of like just shaded areas and and and, um, and lounge chairs. So the point being about not living up to its hype was is that there wasn't a ton of stuff like besides the hydrotherapy was there wasn't like a lot of other things. It was kind of small. It was very relaxing though. If you are going to go to the spot, make it your whole day. If you go early in the morning, Plan on spending the whole day there because trust me, when I checked out <laughs> of the of the spa, and it was about two hundred fifty dollars more than what I usually pay in Walt Disney World, you know I understand when I do nice things, you know, it's gonna hurt sometimes. That one hurt. That when I paid that bill hurt. So yeah, <laughs> I was really annoyed when they said we couldn't go back in until later. It's like we we had planned on spending a lot of time in there. That was, you know, because. Y- we just wanted more of an adult area and, you know, quiet. And, and it really was pretty quiet over there. It was it was like you weren't at the same resort. It was very um, reclusive in that yeah. one section. And that, that you're 100% right. That was probably the best part because I remember we found a spot in the shade. And it's hard to find chairs sometimes there uh, because you do will get people that will order lunch in there, believe it or not. And they kind of camp out which I'm kind of, you know, encouraging because spend the, spend the afternoon there if you can. But I remember we were kind of bouncing around. I remember you guys had a spot on the one side and we finally got a spot like kind of across from you guys. I'm like, okay, we're done. We're, we're setting up shop here now. But um, that was nice. Yes, you definitely felt you didn't hear a lot of the activities that was going on on the other side. You're on the outside of the hotel, believe it or not. Like the the actual one tower separating between you and the, uh, the inside pool area. But it was very relaxing. Uh, but for the money... I might think twice about it. Um, I would maybe, believe it or not, I might actually try to maybe see what the prices were. What was the hotel next? Was it, it wasn't the Ritz, was it? it was, four uh, Seasons. If, I would actually see what the Four Seasons what would be for a massage. If not, I might even drive off somewhere to get a massage. And because, I think there's a Marriott just on the other side. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would definitely look around. I mean, but this is the, these are things. Once you go and experience Alani um, and experience Hawaii, you know for the future, like, hey, maybe I can go and drive 10 minutes. And if you don't mind driving 10 minutes away and saving a couple hundred bucks on a massage. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, Florence, Mike, would you guys do it again? No, no I don't think no. so. I mean, it was go somewhere else. 
It hurt, man. I was, <laughs> that bill hurt. The one thing I did was I remember is I get triple points on my uh, my Chase uh, credit card, and uh, I just charged that to the room, so I got triple points on it. So that was <laughs> that was that was the only saving grace of, of that. Uh, you know of that thing so the spot all it was pretty good uh besides uh, you know but when i go back 50 50 you know so um so moving on um so uh, i'm actually gonna go talk about i guess florence maybe we'll talk about some of the activities you and i did outside and mike did outside of the resort uh do you guys want to go into that let me talk about the the running around the property sure yeah so um Two mornings, I got up, and it's warm. You can't underestimate how warm. We were there in September, and it was it was still really warm. Um, but I got up early, and it was still dark, and I, I got some great pictures around the resort, and the lights were on in the pool, and that was really neat. And so I went out down by the water, and then I went to the left, which takes you over by the Marriott. So I wrote, ran down that way, took a lot of pictures along the way. Um, it goes down to kind of like a... I wouldn't really say it's a marina, um, but maybe I don't know. You you ran a lot further than I no, did. No, there, there is a marina down there. It's the it's the uh, Coalina Marina. Coalina Marina is what it is. Okay, so I went as far as that, and then I turned around the trail, and then I came back, and I I think it ended up being I don't know, mile and a half, two and a half, something like I I don't remember exactly, but it was enough for just like a morning run for me, and it was nice. You got to look out of the ocean. the The trail was nice. It was a sidewalk. Not a lot of people at first thing in the morning either. So I, I really enjoyed that. Then I came back and it was before the pool had opened. So I took more pictures of the pool with no people there. Um, got my picture with Stitch. There's a little statue of Stitch there. And I have a picture I took with him. So I I enjoyed I enjoyed that run. We, we, all, we know Mike slept in on those days. So I'll talk about my running, my running experience. But, um, you know, um, I was training for a marathon at the same time as I'm sure Florence was training for her races as well. And uh, the one thing that's good about Alani is, unlike Walt Disney World, is you can actually run on the local roads around the property. Not so much actually in the resort. Um, you can run along, I'm going to use the term boardwalk very loosely, but it's like a path along the lagoons that go north and south. Um, and that's where Florence was running, runs towards the marina. But you could also run um, the side streets there. And for everybody who's listening who's not familiar with the Coalina area, it's kind of like a subdivision. It's like a resort subdivision. So it contains a couple different hotels. It contains the Coalina Golf Club, which hosts an LPGA event. So it's a really nice golf course. And inside of there is also the little town center where Monkey Pod and some of the other restaurants are, as well as there's a lot of like townhomes and condos and so, so on and so forth. So when you're out running on the roads, there's not a ton of traffic on there. Uh, and when you're on the main roads, there are large wide sidewalks to run on. So it's actually a pretty safe area to run. The neighborhood is very safe. Plenty of street lights if you run early in the morning. Uh, and you could run through the neighborhoods, um, which I did. Uh, that run around the golf course and actually tack on mileage there. So if you, you know, when you're in Hawaii, you don't want to be stuck on a treadmill. I mean, that's the last place you want to be. Um, you could get some decent mileage running around Alani. Um, unlike other places in Hawaii, when I was in Maui, the roads were much busier. Uh, I don't know how the big island was, Florence, if you did any running uh, when you were on the island of Hawaii, but um, it that would actually, have been harder to do. Yeah. I didn't do any running there. It was not conducive to it yeah and not not so much not as much as alani it was yeah but yeah for anybody who's gonna be going to alani just you know throw up google maps and you'll see that the roads you just throw a satellite view up it's pretty safe to run around there just stand a sidewalk you know run against the flow of traffic you normally run at home and you shouldn't have any problems i had a couple runs uh you get up early in the morning when it's not as hot uh you see kind of the sunrise on the other side of the, of the, the mountain um, it's, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great place to run. So, uh, and it's pretty cool when you upload your runs and you see, uh, you're running in Hawaii. So you can show all your friends like, Hey, look where I'm running. So, uh, um, yeah, the running was actually pretty good. So for all you run Disney runners out there who are training for races, uh, possibly in the fall, if you go or in the springtime, uh, or, or winter time for like marathon weekend, uh, Alani is a great place, uh, to run to get, to get your runs in. Um, so speaking of golf courses, I'm going to chime in a little bit about golfing, uh, while staying at Alani. Um, I did play one round uh, while I was in um, Oahu. I played two other rounds while I was in Maui. But the golf course across the street, which I saw, was is the Coalina Golf Club. It's known for hosting an LPGA event uh, in the wintertime. And a beautiful golf club. Um, you could make, I would suggest making reservations in advance. Uh, the round is kind of expensive. Uh, they charge different rates for 
tourists than they do for uh, locals. I think they call the locals they call the Kaima uh, rate. Um, so you have to show like a license or whatever. So the people I were playing with, they paid like 90 bucks and I paid like 200 and something. So that kind of stinks. However, beautiful golf course, uh, great practice facilities. I was one of the first players out. Um, I forced them. I played with our friend George. Uh, we had a great time. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful golf course. It was very windy that day. It was the day after the storms had passed. So it was uh, quite a challenge. But uh, for all you golfers out there, uh, playing at golf in Hawaii was always one of my dreams. Uh, I pretty much got to play in Scotland and Ireland and the UK, and I'll pretty much fulfill my bucket list places of playing. But um, Hawaii was definitely uh, on the list, and uh, it was pretty much all it lived up to be. It was a very pretty course. Um, I would, I would probably play it again. I would try to maybe venture off and play another course in Oahu, but I really like that course that much. Uh, and of course, uh, what would be, even though it's not an official Disney course, um, it does have Mickey bunkers on it. So one of the holes on the back nine that goes along the road with Alani, uh, right across the street, it does have a Mickey bunker on it. So, uh, you can stop your cart and get your picture taken with the Mickey bunker, just like they have at all the Walt Disney world courses, uh, in Orlando. So the golfing was great. Uh, I definitely would do it again. Um, so if anybody's interested, it's Koolina Golf Club is the one uh, golf club that is uh, across the street. And I would suggest making uh, your tee times in advance. Uh, there was no special DVC rate. There was no. It was just essentially just you called up and paid the normal uh, the normal rate. So uh, no discounts for being because uh, it's not really affiliated with the with Alani officially. Uh, but they will. Uh, and you can actually walk across the street. If, you know they do have rental clubs. Uh, it's a five-minute walk so it's not a, a far walk at all i took my rental car and i probably could have just walked with my clubs so um so that's pretty much for golfing around alani was there a uh, lot of uh, elevation changes like really intense or this course it was uh if there was it was man-made because of where colina sits it was kind of like on the bottom of the valley um so they were kind of man-made if that makes any sense uh when i played in maui and i played in kanapali and wailea um those had some serious because YLA, you were actually playing where like the a volcano used to be. There was like, like a lot of that black lava rock, yeah. and kind of Polly was like across the street, uh, and it was kind of up on a mountainside. This was kind of like more flat. It was very manicured, artificially manicured, pretty golf course. Uh, the ones in Maui were like completely different. Um, so yeah, not a ton of elevation change on this course, uh, but a lot of fun. Um, I'd say I would definitely uh, definitely play it again, and it's cool um, if you're a big golf fan. You tune into uh, the tournament. Uh, I think it's in January, I believe. It's like the lot, lot T. I forgot what it's called. The lot, lot the tournament or invitation or whatever. But see some of the holes that uh, you played. I can see uh, we're headed into the water in 18th hole. <laughs> so because <it> was, <laughs> I didn't judge the wind enough. So, uh, nice. but uh, it, it was it was it was good. It was a good time. Cool. You know, one thing about elevation, not related to the golf courses. What's surprising is when we were on the Big Island. You went from sea level, and then the middle had where the old an old volcano. It was fourteen thousand feet, and they get snow. I mean, it's amazing the topography changes that you get on these islands. Yeah, and that's one of the things. I remember when we went to Maui, we did the to um, the, uh, Mount Haleakala. It was uh, ten thousand feet above sea level in Maui, and uh, it was seventy nine degrees Florence when we left our hotel room. We got to the mountain; it was forty one. Or 40 yeah. degrees with like a wind chill factor of like probably in the 30s. It was crazy. It yeah, was aw- I mean, it was awesome. Just all beach, but it's it's got a lot of changes throughout all the different islands. Man, Hawaii is just an amazing place. That was so cool. Like just going from like 80 degrees, leaving your hotel on the beach to 40 degrees with the wind chill below, it's freezing. <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. But uh, speaking across the street, um, just kind of kind of venture across the street. Florence, do you want to talk about, uh, we've been talking throughout the last two shows about uh, the different restaurant options around Alani. Um, we've talked about the restaurant options in Alani, but do you want to go into maybe some of the ones that, uh, the most of the bigger ones that are across the street that everybody uh, talks about? Yeah, so um, I don't remember which night it was, but we, we all walked over across the way and we went to Monkey Pod which was one of the places that Michael had referenced um, when, when he had, we had the show before we went. And I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. It was, the food was good. Um, and it was a nice little walk. It wasn't far. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I think we had a really good night. Yeah. Mike, what'd you think of uh, monkey pod? Oh, that was good. 
I think they had good drink selection. Um, enjoyed the food. Uh, lively place, which, you know, in that part of town is uh, hard to come by. And uh, I'd definitely go again. Yeah, if, if you're one of these people that, that goes to Hawaii without your rental car, like you know, our other Mickey Dude Mike was, this is probably your most lively spot around the Colina area is Monkey Pod. Um, great food. I think it was. I think it's owned by because we ate at. Believe it or not, in our two weeks, we ate at three different Monkey Pods. We liked it that much. We ate at the one in Colina. <laughs> we ate at the one at Wailea in in, in uh, Maui, and then we ate at the one uh, in Kanapali in Maui. And we had different things every time, but I think it was st- it's owned by either a California gentleman or, or somebody or a Hawaiian gentleman. And I think all the ingredients are like, I don't know, organic or whatever. There's some kind of story behind it. Um, but fantastic food. Everybody talks about it. Oh, monkey pod, monkey pod. And actually did live up to the hype. Um, my suggestion is um, they do take open table, go on open table, make a reservation. It's that simple. Um, we had no problem getting a reservation. However, if you did not make one and you walked up, you usually ended up waiting. So that would be my tip to all of our listeners out there would be to make a reservation uh, on Open Table uh, before you go there. But some of the other places across the street besides Monkey Pod, um, I don't know if you guys visited, but they had Islandville, Island Vintage Coffee. It's like a little coffee shop across the street. Um, they had Two Scoops Ice Cream Parlor. Uh, so if you want to get a cheaper option for ice cream, like after dinner, or like if you just want to get out of the resort for a little bit, just take a walk across the street on a nice night. That's a great place for a lot of families over there. Um, they had a taco joint called uh, Just Tacos Mexican Grill and Cantina. That was across the street as well. Uh, there was a Colina Hawaiian barbecue. Um, that place kind of reminded very nice people. Kind of reminded me of one of those places you see in the mall. Um, that was actually the place that we got our takeout from. And it wasn't bad. Um it was a little pricey for, I think, what you got. We got the plate lunches from there, um, but it still wasn't bad. And they had a bunch of other, like, uh, shops and stuff across the street. But there's a few different uh, dining options. Um, and also, you had your Island County Markets uh, and your ABC stores. And the ABC stores uh, sold a bunch of, like, sushi and, like, different kind of snacks. Did you guys get anything from the ABC stores? I heard, like, the sushi was really good, even though I don't eat sushi. No, we didn't, uh, we didn't, we didn't go over there. there. The only time we went over there was when we had dinner at Monkey Pod. Yeah, so I mean, it's but you know, it's it's nice to walk around there at night. Um, if you want to make a night of it, if you don't have, if you don't want to venture too far away from quote unquote property, uh, the uh, the shops across the street, um, you know, and, I, and are, are a good option for you. And like I said, Monkey Pod, it was that good, and it had so many different choices that like we ate at it twice more at two different locations. So uh, yeah, that's how that's how good it was. I mean, um, I, I had no issues with it at all. So um, going on, uh, so. We've been talking the last couple of shows, and obviously Florence and Mike and Jen and I did a lot of things together, and it was awesome. But I think probably the highlight of at least our dinner experiences was um, can't go to Hawaii without going to a luau, right? Yep. So uh, we went to uh, Paradise Cove. So Florence, Mike, you want to talk a little bit about Paradise Cove and why we as a group chose it over the one that Alani offers? Um, I think it was it was less expensive. Um I, I don't know. I think they had a, a, a wider variety of, of entertainment and, and such. I mean, some parts of it was, it was very commercial. You know, they had the, you get these, you know, dollars you get to spend. And you know, I don't, I think we just used them on drinks instead of other things. Um, but you know, they had, they had lots of little shows going on and, and we spent most of our time watching the sunset. We, we all st- we stood over there trying to get pictures of the sunset while some of the little shows were going on. And that was all um, getting up, you know, leading up to the, the dinner itself. Um, it was a nice walk. It was not far. It was, you know, just another block over from where the um, monkey pod and all that other shopping was. So you didn't really have to drive. It was close. Um, not overly crowded. We got, you know, we got a lay. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. We had a lay. We got those little dollar things to spend. Um, the shows. And then we had dinner. Yeah, so for people who don't know, is, um, is there's different packages you could buy, and I guess the packages were a where you were sitting for the show, and b how much you got on. They were kind of like drink cards, and I think there were you get like one drink out of one and a half drinks, I think, right, was on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they have all kinds of specialty drinks, you know, like the, the lava this and all that stuff, and they're all fruity and, you know, and they're probably a thousand calories a piece, but you don't really care. You throw caution to the wind, and um, but they were really good. But like Florence said. 
And thank God Mike had his his real digital DLSR camera with him because <laughs> the way you go is you enter Paradise Cove and they have all the different activities going on. But there is a grassy area right along the water. And this is like prime real estate. And that sun is setting. And, you know, iPhones are great. And we took a whole bunch of pictures. And I probably had 500 pictures that Jen was taking with my iPhone just like of the sun going down. However, Mr. Mike Porter had his real camera with him. And we were taking pictures. I'm taking pictures with his real camera, and they came out absolutely amazing. So if you travel with a real camera, bring it with you. Um, because as I told Mike, and I was like shaking his hand constantly, like these were suitable for framing. They were that good. Um, we got probably some of the best pictures as a group and individually that we had for the whole trip. Mountains in the background, the waves crashing, the sun setting, palm trees. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better place. It's stereotypical. Oh, gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. Unbelievable. So, I mean, probably worth the price of admission right there. I mean, um, but that was awesome. I mean, Mike, you're into photography. What did you think of like the scenery and how things came out? It's, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you can't compare it to really anything else. I mean, everywhere you go, there's, you know, photo opportunities um, up and down the coast. It really doesn't matter where you're at. Um, you know, whether it's waterfalls or the surf or the sunsets or sunrise, I mean, there's always something to, something to see and something to shoot. Um, it can be a little frustrating though, cause, uh, even if you follow the rules as far as where you should be and where you shouldn't be, a lot of the other, um, people, tourists on the island will hop fences and go to places they're not supposed to go and get in your pictures or make it impossible for you to take a picture. So can be a little frustrating in that aspect. Um, we experienced that a couple times. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to make a little tangent about that. Just that was my big thing about Oahu was it's so commercial and there's so many people and there are people who the rules don't apply to them. Now we did not experience that quite as much on the big Island. The big Island, we felt a little more, um, isolated when we went and drove around, there weren't as many people, but, uh, if I were going back to Oahu, I think I would spend most of my time at the resort and not driving around Oahu and, uh, you know, Waikiki and all that. It, that was just frustrating. Yeah. And for, for everybody who doesn't know, like Florence is probably one of the nicest people I've met in the Disney community <laughs> from doing this and daily she'd come in and see like, She'd show me pictures of people breaking the rules that were ruining her photos. <laughs> I knew getting, you wanted me to get that in there. So we and Florence, yep, and Florence getting mad. So it was a little entertaining. I felt bad for you at the same time because you just wanted that perfect shot because you traveled halfway around the world to get it. But uh, yeah, Florence uh, got, was getting a little upset <laughs> as the week progressed. It was my vacation too. <laughs> so that, no, okay, so we can get back to the to the luau. I we, we digressed there for a little bit, but but that spot was perfect and we hung out and got the beautiful view without people in the way. Yeah, and, and they were really good about, like, I know Mike took a whole bunch of pictures during the luau. Like, I mean, as long as you weren't, like, trying to go up on stage, take photos, they didn't really care what you were taking photos, so that they were, like, snap away or whatever. Um, so do you guys want to discuss uh, what you thought about the food? I thought the food was good. I don't think it was great, but I thought it was good. Um you know, to me, almost like a barbecue, right? You went back and it was a buffet and you picked up the food that you wanted and went back and sat. And then, so they had a show going on while we were eating and then we ate and then they had another show after it got dark after that. Mike, what did you think of the food? I thought, I thought the food was pretty good. Um, the only thing I ran into was, that, um, <coughs> excuse me, is that the, um, some of the dishes were empty by the time I got there, but um, oh, that's good. right, that's right. They were running low on food. <laughs> yeah, if anybody's seen Spirit of Aloha at uh, Disney's Polynesian Resort, I would say that the show is better in Hawaii. The food is better at the Polynesian. Um, that's the way I would kind of rate it because um, I think the food was better at the Poly, believe it or not. But I think they served so many people there. And honestly, like, I walked out. I wasn't – I didn't go there for the food, though. Like, when I went to Spirit of Aloha at Poly, I wanted the good food kind of similar to Ohana. The food was okay. Like I said, it wasn't bad. It wasn't It wasn't anything to rave about. But I thought the show was better. Um, yeah. 
yeah. The, the show I mean, the whole experience I thought was really good, but but agreed. We didn't go for the food. I didn't walk out thinking, oh my gosh, that was that was so great. The, the, you know, the food was. I honestly can't even remember too much about what we ate because it was just so so. Um, but it wasn't bad because I was a lot of desserts. I remember bad. that. I remember it was a but lot of But the whole experience was fun, and, and it was fun hanging out with you guys too. Yeah, yeah it was, get, it was oh, very sorry. very entertaining evening. Um, you know, all the way around. Uh, I think you guys obviously added to it, but um, you know it's, it's it's worth the price of admission. Yeah, and I, I would definitely say this too: is if you go with friends or if you meet other people, a, a luau is actually is so much better with when you go with friends or you Absolutely. go with people that you know. Because if we would have Jen and I would have went by ourselves, it would have been good, but it would not have been memorable. I don't think. Um, but the and fact you wouldn't that, have gotten those great pictures. No, we got some great, <laughs> and you know, and you know the pictures I'm talking about too. There's some real funny ones too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but there, yeah, there was some great photos. We had some good laughs. Uh, you know, obviously the, the the booze is going a little bit too. So, uh, but yeah, I definitely would recommend, and I'm sure Florence and Mike would as well. If, if you've got friends, um, you know, it, it, it correct me if I'm wrong. There wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of kids there, was there? No, there no, really no, wasn't. It was, no. it was mostly adults. For yeah. The whole, yeah. You know, now that I think about it, it was not a lot of kids. So I don't know if uh, parents who travel with kids either didn't go or got babysitters for the night. But it was a it was a very heavy adult crowd. And it was a Friday night. You you yeah. think that kids would have been okay? I I don't know. I didn't really notice. Yeah, but I was kind of thinking about it now. I was like, oh, I remember there wasn't a lot of kids, but uh, yeah. yeah. But it was it was definitely uh, it was it was definitely uh, you know worth it. Um, I know we had read uh, besides it being a little bit cheaper. Uh, that it got better reviews than the one at Alani. And I don't know if the one at Alani, I heard that um, they had redone the show. Um, and I guess it's maybe better, but everybody we talked to, I think George had also recommended us to Florence, right? Our friend yeah, George is yeah. out there. So when somebody who is lives out on the island says, this is the one you should go to, you take his advice and you go to the one he tells you to go to. Uh, yeah. But I have no experience with the one at, at Alani. Um, but what I've heard from other people, it sounds like it's a good show as well. So I don't think it can go wrong either way. But it, it definitely is more expensive. Um, and it's, I, it's a not a bad walk from the hotel either. It's, no, it's, it was like five, not even five minutes. I know Jen and I brought drinks with us, so we had uh, yeah. we had road sodas with us, so it made the walk uh, it made the walk pretty easy. I'm trying uh, to think of where the the luau would be at Alani. I'm trying to visualize. I don't even know where they would have held it. I think it would it be over by Ama Ama, possibly like over in that area on the left, where the kind of like where that church is. Maybe on that I don't side. Know, maybe. You know, one thing we scheduled to do that got canceled because of the um, the yes. storm. By the way, I'm was, sorry to interrupt you. Was the um, the stargazing? Remember, we were going to do that. Yes. Yeah. So even though we didn't do it, I wanted to mention it because I've heard I've heard it's really amazing to see. And we they canceled it the night that we were scheduled because that was the night of the the storm and they didn't couldn't see the stars. Florence, you just want to explain just what that night was going to entail and how you booked it and all that stuff because you you had made those uh, reservations. Yeah, so I just I I called Alani itself and um, made the reservations and basically they have this really intense telescope. They talk about kind of like the Moana stuff. They talk about wayfaring and and how the the um, you know, the natives had used the stars. And so they were going to tell you all about that and you were going to get to look through it. So I was really looking forward to that. I was, I was kind of bummed that, that it got canceled. But I've heard a lot of good things about it, which is why I wanted to book it. You know, somebody who lives, and I don't know, you know, Florence and Mike live in, in Colorado uh, near Denver. And uh, as somebody who lives in metropolitan area, New York, New Jersey, um, we have a lot of, obviously, a lot of city lights. You know, New York, parts of New Jersey, Philadelphia, like, you don't see stars like that. And just looking up at the sky at night, like just absolutely incredible to the, the star. And it was even better even in Maui because you don't even get the Honolulu lights. Just unbelievable. So that was one of the things I was really looking forward to when Florence booked this. But however, if you don't even get the chance to do that, just go outside and just take a walk down the pathway and just look up. And it's just absolutely amazing. You know, if you don't, if you don't live, if you live in a city, you know, a very active area where there's a lot of city lights and you don't get to see stars like that. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? It gives us something to look forward to on the next trip. So, 
couple other things that uh, we did, you know, obviously we did a lot of things together. And I think that's the way Hawaii was. Like, I, if we go back, I don't know if our trips will ever be planned together, Florence. Uh, but like, yeah, it was so by we, accident. You didn't even let people know. No, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a blast. You know, it worked out well. We did a lot of things together, but you guys were on your anniversary trip as well. So you did your stuff too. But the one of the things I'm glad we did together was uh, we did the Dole Plantation and we did Pearl Harbor. Uh, these are kind of the bigger things in Oahu, I guess they touristy kind of things to do. Uh, so you want to go into, first of all, I guess we could start, we'll start with the, uh, the Dole Plantation. We'll work our way backwards. Uh, we met our friend George there. Uh, do you want to go into a little bit of how, what, what your impressions were of the Dole Plantation, what we did and what'd you go back again? So when I was, I'm thinking 16, I, I remember going there and I remember being it. But I don't remember when I went back, none of it looked familiar to me. Um, it's very touristy. It's, um, I don't want to say it's old looking, but, but you know, it's, it's, it's been worn. It's, it's not like, you know, uh, going into a fancy resort. It, it, but it was fun. We did the train where we got to see the, um, out, out to the, uh, pineapple fields and all the other, um, you know, coconuts and uh, I'm trying to think all the other things. It just had a ton of different things, but that I thought that was really fun. Um, we didn't do all the activities because it 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 would get a little bit pricey, but the uh, you know the highlight was having some Dole Whip. And I don't know, I had fun getting a picture inside that pineapple. I yes. I, I love that picture. And that was free. <laughs> it didn't cost you anything. So. Oh, and I did buy a lot of a lot of the snacks there too. Right, they had they had some macadamia nut things. Oh, they had right. they had a lot of lots of snacks and foods to buy. So, we we bought lots of macadamia nut things through that whole trip. Mike, what did you think? I you know it's it's touristy, but um, you know you get to see a lot of things. Huge plantation. Um, you know you get to see some of the machinery that that they used. Um, saw a few mongooses, I think, but. Uh, uh, it's it's a tour, tourist place. It's not. I wouldn't call it a tourist trap, but it's just touristy. Um, it was a ways out there too. Yeah, but it was, it was relatively fun. for Hawaii. It was a ways out there, but it, what, what did it take us? Like forty minutes from Pearl Harbor? Yeah, it was. I mean, once we got out of kind of like the Pearl City area and got like on the the roads, it was it was pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was definitely one of those places. Like I think you, I think if you go and you have the time. You got to check the box to do it. Um, it was cool. I definitely would recommend, like Florence and Mike said, doing like the train ride. They will try to bundle like a two or three different activities together. And obviously it's a lot more money. Um, but that was long enough where we saw enough of like, you know, the pineapples growing and the macadamia nuts and the trees and all the other things, you know, the wildlife out there. How they you know the irrigationists and that, and it's pretty cool, and it's it's something different to do. Um, and they have like the big market inside with every kind of dull souvenir <laughs> with their logo on it, you know, and all kinds of like macadamia nuts and candies and you name it, you could you can get it there. I will say this: we did we met George there. The four the five of us sat down and we had a dull whip. And I will say this: you know, I'm I'm a big citrus roll guy, right? But I do like a good Dole Whip. I do. Everybody does, right? <laughs> but but don't I, let Dave hear you say I that. I know, right? I'm not going to hear the end of this. <laughs> that guy's not editing the show. But um, I have to admit, and Florence, I mean, you're you're a Dole Whip person, Mike. You are too. I mean, the Dole Whip tasted different there. It was good. Oh, and, it was really fresh. And they put the fresh pineapple on it. I mean, it was yep. good. It was good. And it was a it was a healthy portion too. It was like double the size of like a Disney portion. Yep. Uh, uh, so that would be worth the trip right there. If you're a donut fanatic, I know they sell them at a lot of places now. You know, you can go and get them here, get them there. But just to have a Dole Whip at the Dole Plantation with fresh Dole pineapple on it, yeah, it, it was pretty good. Oh yeah. I mean, just Hawaii in general. If you like pineapple, you're gonna get the best pineapple you have ever eaten yes. in Hawaii. It's so good. And, you know, and these are things to, it's almost like you, when you do things in Disney, you got to check the boxes. Would I go back to the Dole Plantation? Maybe, maybe not. It depends. You know, if we happen to be there with friends or Florence and Mike were there at the same time, like they wanted to go, we'd probably go with you again. You know, if it was just Jen and I, we probably maybe wouldn't go because it's how we did that. Maybe we'll do something else. We'll do something else on the other side of the island. Um, 
Maybe we'll just take a ride there to get a Dole Whip. You know, if you're out exploring, that's the one cool thing about Hawaii. You can just drive around and get lost, and it's just awesome. So uh, it's definitely one of those things, if you have the opportunity to do so and you're renting a car, absolutely go ahead and, and stop at the Dole Plantation. Um, yeah, one of the things on our list that we wanted to do, we thought uh, maybe next time is there's a, a tour on the east side of the island where you can do um, Jeep tours back to where Jurassic Park was filmed. So that's something I would probably go back and do because we we like movies and yeah. And then you wanted to do the um, Polynesian Cultural Center. We didn't make it there either. Or did you make it there? We, we drove around the island and um, but that's like a whole different like that. That's a, you really need to make a whole day out of that. I mean, and that's everything yeah. is separate too. And there is a luau there as well. Um, we, when we were driving around, just getting lost around the island. We just we literally drove the whole outer rim of Oahu one day. Um, we did stop there, and they have like some cool gift shops and like that. But everything costs extra there, which is fine. Uh, and I believe that the the cultural center is run by the uh, the Mormon Church, and a lot of the, the I think they're students, uh, but they they. They, they, I guess they break up into different islands and different cultures, and they you, you learn different things, and it's really well done supposedly. Uh, but each thing is is separately admission, a separate admission. And by the time Jen and I got there, it was like late in the afternoon. It just didn't make financial sense to pay for all that when they were starting the luau shows. It was the end of the day. Uh, but it, that is something that if um, and it's on the other side of the island, so you there, I think there's shuttles that go there. Like you could probably rent or get on a tour that goes there. But it's a drive from like Olani. It's not close. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something you want to maybe plan for a full day or a good half a day, get there early. Um, I know you guys had that on your list too, but we just stopped at least we checked the box and we went there. Uh, but that might be something we might go back to because there was a lot to see there and we didn't have time to, uh, to really explore. And I think you, you went earlier that day. We started off later. That was a day we had a lot of rain and it was, it was the day after the the storm and so we still had a lot of remnants of that and so i think that impacted a little bit the things that we could do like we couldn't do hanama bay because it was closed i think you saw the same thing um we ended up not doing diamond head because we got a later start we had lunch in waikiki which i could have skipped i mean it was, it was a good lunch we had cheeseburger in paradise but i could care less about waikiki i i want to go to hawaii to get away from the city um but it, there was a lot of commercial parts of it I just, from my experiences now, I would probably prefer to go to other islands other than Oahu because they're less touristy and more scenic with beauty. Yeah, it seems like every, you know, there's so many different islands that, you know, like we, Jen and I, we really want to go see, you know, the big island where you guys were. I mean, just it looks yeah. awesome. You know, we've heard great things about Kauai. You know what I'm saying? So there's all kinds of, you know, but, you know, unfortunately, Alani, we get the DVC points. So we might not spend as much time in Oahu in the future when we go um, and maybe hop to another island earlier on. But like you said, there's it. it oh, it's it's a it's a it was 80 percent of the population of Hawaii lives on Oahu or some, some crazy yeah. number like that. I mean, so yeah. um, now speaking of Waikiki, um, it's obviously pretty famous, um, you know, from Elvis to my, my goodness. I mean, everything ever happened in Waikiki, right? So uh, what were your experiences in Waikiki besides having lunch? I mean, what would you tell to a first-time visitor about Waikiki? So Mike stepped out for a minute, so he's going to love I tell this story. So he had left his credit card at the last restaurant we were at in Honol uh, sorry, in Hilo the night before we were leaving to come to Oahu. So I had to rent the car on Oahu since he didn't have a credit card. I am not a big fan of driving in very congested areas. <laughs> so I was driving through Waikiki and I was not enjoying it. Um, so it's, it is just a big city. And then you get to see the ocean, cool. But um, lunch was, was nice. It was hard to find parking. We drove a lot um, just around blocks to find somewhere to park. And then after that we drove um, around kind of south of Diamond Head and then around and we were through a lot of residential areas and it, it was it was fine but it's just not what I would want to do in Hawaii I am I'm a scenic person that's why I live in Colorado I I mean we don't live in Denver we live near it but we live far enough away um, I love seeing the mountains so I wanted to have the scenic um, experience and Waikiki is just not that yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot going on there. It's it's a far drive. It's probably what, like 30 minutes from without traffic 
from Alani probably, right? It's like 30 minutes. And we went during lunch. It was probably 30, 40 minutes. To yeah, get there. yeah. yeah it, it's a little bit of a drive and um, very busy. Um, it's very difficult to find street parking there. Uh, we, we ended up dumping it in a garage because at this point we're just like, really, I'm not going to be driving around like I'm in New York trying to look for a parking spot. Uh, Jen and I walked around. Um, lots of people. It's all tourists for the most part. I mean, uh, a lot of hotels at the Hilton Hawaiian Villages there. It's like a famous hotel. Um, there's the big statue of Duke, uh, the the famous surfer. Um, unfortunately, you'll see a lot of other things there that aren't the nicest things to see. Like, unfortunately, there's a, a lot of homeless population there, which is it's really sad um, that you don't see in Alani. So it's kind of like the complete opposite of the Alani experience. Um, but again, it's one of those things, like if you're looking for something to do, they got some restaurants there, they have some bars there. Um, it's definitely something, um, it's a drive, you know, and it's a really long and expensive Uber ride too. So it's one of those things, if you're on Alani without a car, it might not be feasible for you to get there. Um, but it's something that we saw it right. Cool. Okay. Um, a lot of, you, know, you can find a lot of good lo little local restaurants there too. Uh, we found a couple, of uh, uh, like ramen joints that, uh, we really liked. We tried, um, so you'll know, find like, those little mom and pop restaurants uh, that you won't get over in the Colina area. But uh, yeah, Waikiki, it's it was cool. Um, but yeah, it's not something I would maybe go out of my way for. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like with what Florence said. Like, you know, when I went to Hawaii. Like, I mean, I live 25 minutes from New York City. Like, I didn't want to be around the hustle and bustle every night. And sometimes just laying by like the beach and just hearing the ocean crash and like just have it be nice and quiet. That that's what I, that's what I wanted. Yeah, I didn't want to be around the city hustle and bustle. So, uh, we now didn't I wonder, Joe, we didn't go at nighttime, but do you think that might be where the nightlife would be? Or do you think it's, it's shut down like everything no, that, else? That, that's, that, that's, that's, that's where some of the nightlife is. Um, I don't know how downtown Honolulu is itself, but we, we went the one I just to drive around and uh, we parked and there's a lot of people and there's like those little bars and stuff like that. We didn't go crazy looking, um, for a place to go out and like party, whatever, but there definitely were some spots to go out. And I'm sure if anybody who's been to Hawaii a lot is probably like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, <laughs> but uh, there were some spots to go and have drinks, I'm sure, and, uh, and party. Uh, it's definitely a lot busier than Colina was. Colina is like a very resorty, quiet area at night. Um, Waikiki is, is, you know, it's, it's got a lot going on for it. So uh, yeah, if you're looking for something to do at night, that's probably the place Waikiki, Honolulu is is probably where you want to be. Florence, you said you guys didn't do Diamond Head, right? We did not. Cause yes. the, yeah, we, we were running out of time. So we decided to, to skip the Diamond Head and trying to do some of the other things that we hadn't seen. So I'm going to talk about Diamond Head real quick, and then we'll finish up with uh, with the one everybody goes to Hawaii for is to see Pearl Harbor. So uh, as for Diamond Head, it's a you know it's the big national monument park kind of place in Hawaii, and uh, you kind of hike uh, to the top. Um, parking is very hard there. Um, the way they kind of worked it was you could park like in an outer lot and walk in, and it's like a really long walk through like this tunnel to get to where the trail starts. Um, however, we kind of waited in line to park and it was about, there was actually a couple of guys who were like directing people at spots. It was like 10 bucks to park. We waited like 15 minutes for the parking. It was definitely worth it. Um, couple tips. If you were to hike uh, to the top of diamond head, a, um, it's hotter than you think you will sweat. So don't wear a cotton or anything like that. Wear like a moisture wicking shirt, um, bring water with you bring water with you uh i brought like four bottles and jen's like oh you bring all this water yeah we drank all of it so uh bring plenty of water with you take your time and know you're um when you're hiking diamond head it's a path it's there's a lot of people there with you but know your limitations because there's a couple different ways you could go uh to get to the top there's one where it's a giant stairwell that goes straight up and it's like 90 something stairs or you can take the long way around um you'll see people of all ages and shapes and sizes trying to do things and you know some people had a really hard time going to the top some people didn't just know your limitations take your time uh because it is a, it is a tough hike um but it's awesome if you get to the top uh, great views of honolulu and the islands and seeing the waves crash the crystal blue water awesome it's probably one of our favorite things we did uh on oahu uh jen and i uh, it was one of the first things we did uh by ourselves when we got there we just I was so excited to go do it. I was like, we gotta go do Diamond Head. And that was right before the storm came in too. So you can see the cloud and stuff starting to come in. But uh, Diamond Head was awesome. Give yourself plenty of time. 
um, to park and to get there and to do it because uh, it's oh, it's an easy walk. We'll go in and out real quick. It, it took a lot longer than what it looks like on paper. So uh, Diamond was a great time. Uh, just, uh, just get there early for uh, for the parking situation. Um, and I'll let Florence talk about uh, Pearl Harbor because Florence, you're the one that took care of making our reservations and all that stuff. And I'll let you kind of like uh, finish off of the show with the uh, you know, Pearl Harbor, which everybody, you know, it's part of our huge part of our country's history. So go ahead and just uh, tell us about Pearl Harbor. Okay. And interestingly enough, we went on 9-11, which was, you know, not the same event in history, but a historical day in Mm -hmm. itself. Um, So they, Pearl Harbor, you basically, it's through National Park Service and you can make reservations ahead of time. And we went ahead and arranged to have um, headphones so you could listen at different stops along the way and they would tell you historically about what happened. Um, they, they covered it on the outside area while you were on the boat itself and then also when you were at the museum. Uh, we were fortunate in that we had, I think it was like 1245 tickets to get on the boat, but because the hurricane was coming in, the, um, the the Navy was basically shutting everything down. And so when we collected our tickets, the lady asked, hey, do you want to go on a boat right now? And we're like, well, okay. She goes, if you don't, you may not make it. So we went ahead and got on one at noon, which is when we got there. And the boat takes you out and you go around and they, they turn around. So every angle of the boat gets a view of the actual memorial itself. Unfortunately, we were not able to go out on it uh, because they've had some structural issues and, and it was closed, and I think it's probably still closed. I don't think they've come up with a solution for it yet. They thought they had fixed it, it reopened, and then it wasn't open very long. Um, so picture-wise, it was a challenge. I know Mike kept trying to get pictures, and it was frustrating that he couldn't get a good view of it. Um, so it's the kind of thing you just want to go and take in and enjoy and not expect to take a lot of really good shots. Um, they also have the museum, which was amazing. I mean, I think we listened to almost all the spots on that. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and they have, like, the models of it, and they have the pictures. They have sections where you can hear people talking about it. Um, Just really, really moving museum. And um, while we were there, they were closing the doors down and putting the storm doors in, so you had to go back out the way you came in. We got to the gift shop, and they're like, well, 15 minutes, we're closing down. Navy's shutting it down. Get ready for the storm. Which I found interesting because the storm wasn't really that bad when it did come through. But um, but they were very cautious of protecting all of that, you know, important history. That was my third time there. I've been to Oahu three times, and every time I've gone, if I was to go to Oahu again, I'd go a fourth time. I mean, it's just something that you can't miss. Um, you know, it's just such a big part of American history and, um, you know, how we mishandled some things. Uh, but it, um, it's just really moving. Unfortunately, we didn't get to go on the memorial itself because I can tell you what, you know, that, that'll put tears in your eyes. It's, it's that moving. But then there was that memorial right up front where we took pictures, and they actually have, by each branch of the military, they have the names of the people who were killed, and they're all engraved in around the outside part, and then there's the middle that has the map, and it shows where all the different attacks happened on the island, and that... That was memorable. I, I really liked that. That was one of the things I know with the museum is, you know, we all took U.S. history and learned about all the world wars that our country was in and so on and so forth. And I walked out of there learning so much. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. And I know one of the things that stood out to me was, is everybody always talks about the Arizona. It's obviously the most famous, you know, ship that got sunk. There was so many other ships and submarines that got attacked. But there was also that the museum went into about how, you know, when the Japanese came over, you know, like they, they took out all the different airports and, and, and the radar stations all around it. And it was civilians that were killed besides the military men and women that were killed. And it was just like unbelievable how like we forget about like all the other people that were that, you know, weren't just in Pearl Harbor, except for all over the island that were killed. And it was just like, holy crap, like I didn't realize this. And the way the museum does it is with with the models and the the visual. I'm a visual learner. And you see all the visual, like, charts and maps. And, and you're like, wow, this is really what happened. And it, it was just, it was an eye-opening experience. It was almost the same as, like, when I go to the 9-11 Museum. And you walk out and you're just like, you just, it, it just gives you a whole perspective about, like, just what happened that day and you're like wow just it's just wow i mean like it's not even just about seeing you know the ships like in the harbor it's just about learning about everything that just happened and 
that was and, and honestly Florence I think their headsets were an extra like six bucks or something like that they were um, I think it was a total of eight dollars when you figured the reservation so, plus the headset so worth it I mean honestly yeah. spend the eight I mean you're flying all the way to Hawaii spend the extra eight bucks the narration was fantastic um, and they yep. were all like they were all numbered so like you knew where you were you, you were on the right uh, screen so you you know it coincided with what you were looking at I would if you don't have it with the headphones, you're just kind of walking through. The headphones makes you slow down, look at every single piece that's in there. Um, you could skip things if you want to. It's a self-guided thing, um, but it definitely makes you pay more attention to the details, what they're showing you. And it was it was very moving. It really was, um, and it's something that I would go back because, as Florence and Mike said, they were the storm was coming. Not that they were rushing us out of there, but. We, we didn't. We didn't know if we were we were gonna be able to get back. So we said we'll just do it. Whatever we could do, we could do. And it's, that is definitely something I would go back to. Really, um, you know, to really go and look at it even closer and to see the things that you know that we did miss um, from the first time we went there. So it was pretty cool. Um, sad part of our history, but um, makes you you know realize and feel how lucky we are as people as a country. You know, all the people that made sacrifices for us. Great. Absolutely. So, Hey, uh, I know you guys are both DVC members, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah, I know Joe is. But uh, what what kind of window, uh, since we only get the seven-month window, um, I'm also a member, but um, what, since you guys went in September, was it pretty easy to, to book um, on DVC points? Yeah, we didn't have any problem. We got the ocean view, but then, Joe, you ended up waiting a little bit, and you... You end up waitlisting the Ocean View, and it came through. Yeah, I got a little lazy, admittedly, and um, I booked the regular seven seven month. I booked the regular room, and we were back and forth like, "Oh, should I get the Ocean View? Should I not get the Ocean View?" Um, we even went on some podcast shows asking people. I was on a resort loop. I asked people, "Should I get the Ocean View or not? Spend the extra points." That's so how I time, found out you were going to yeah, do it at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. So on resort loop. So. Uh, after a little bit of debating, and I think even speaking with you, Florence, I was like, okay, I just went to go put in for the ocean view, and it was available at the seven-month window. And when I went to go book it, maybe a month later, it was gone. So I had to wait list it and waited about a month, month and a half, and it finally came through. So September-wise, yeah, I don't think there was an issue with uh, getting the specific room that you want. Um, but if you want the ocean view, just do it. Just just book it. Uh, you know, Don't mess around with it like I did. I would um, do the ocean view in a heartbeat again. Yeah. Joe, Joe, you were on the other side from us. What um, Did you see much of, or could you see much of the Four Seasons from where you, were, uh, you guys were at? No, I mean, uh, no, the Four Seasons was behind us. So uh, we were looking out the other way so we actually would see part of the little bit of, actually the marriott was behind um your guys tower so we didn't see any of that so the four, four seasons was actually behind us so i just had a view of the lagoon and just the ocean um because we were kind of facing diagonal looking kind of diagonal right out like where ama ama is so um, on our side you could see quite a bit of uh, the four seasons it was a little bit more than i had expected as far as the you know having the the true ocean view but uh, still great nonetheless. Just you know, if if you do book an ocean view, just be conscious of what side you're on, because uh, I think one view is probably a little bit better than the other, but not. not but his view one. didn't get the um, the valley. Yeah, we yes. saw the valley off to the right, and we saw the ocean to the left. Yeah, and some of the rooms, if you get like a standard view, um, you can get like the parking lot views. Um, those do exist. Yeah, you don't want that. No. Yeah, you don't want that. But if you do get like a view of like the golf course that's behind the hotel and and the mountains, it's not a bad view either. Um, so if you've gone there before and you're like, I can maybe do it out the ocean view and save some points, it's not a bad view either. Because um, we didn't spend as much time on the balcony as we thought. We did spend a lot of time on there, but not as much as we thought. Um, so I would probably still get the ocean view just because we don't go there every year. Um, however, if you're really points conscious, you could probably get away without it if you've been there before as well, if you're not really like going to spend every minute out there. But we definitely ended our nights all the time out in the balcony uh, with a nightcap. It's a great way to start the morning, to sunrise. Um, yeah, we went out in the mornings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, it's definitely – and I, there's a bunch of YouTube videos out there where people uh, will show you different – views of like different rooms and stuff like that like garden view standard view or however they classify them at so just check those out uh, and just do your research on it so sitting out there on the balcony with uh, a joffrey's in hand in the morning cool morning i tell you what it's hard to beat it yeah it sounds awesome i want to offer 
transparency, but uh, I was looking at DVC Resale Market, which is our, one of our sponsors. This is kind of one of those things that bugs me about Alani. Uh, you guys had were fortunate to be able to go kind of an off-season in September. Um, we've tried numerous times to book uh, and during school time or, uh, I mean, sorry, during the summertime when school's out or Christmas. It's always been a dream of mine to go to Hawaii uh, for Christmas. And unless you own it at Alani, it's always kind of been um, almost impossible to get in there and get your 11-month window. Um, well, just looking up some of these um, contracts for sale, it, the, there's dozens of them that are floating around $100 per point. And it kind of blows my mind a little bit because you know, it's easily a lot of the, uh, the Disney World ones are around pushing $200 per point resale. Uh, at least the high-profile ones like Grand Floridian or uh, the, the Polynesian. So it, this and, is, and Disney still pushes Alani. They haven't sold it out. Nope. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm really excited uh, to even consider that. I'm going to have to talk this over with The only thing wife. is look at the points or for the membership. Membership right. dues are a lot higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's a good point. Uh, you're you're going to have to do the math. But uh Anyway, that's something uh, that, heck, I'm, we're, we're 11 year uh, members, and I think we were around 95 points. So, I mean, <laughs> for uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. So, anyway, this is pretty exciting. Uh, I'm glad you guys were able to come on and, and give us a, a summary and get an overview of what, what to look forward to uh, going to Hawaii and even staying with Disney and Alani. Maybe you guys can go over what your top uh, highlights of the trip were. I think my, my highlight was, was that cabana and just hanging out all day and in and out of there. It just, that was my highlight. I agree. It was mine too. I mean, it was, it was just such a, a nice day to hang out with some friends and just enjoy, you know, the pools and the hot tub and whatever else we did. And um, I, I think that was, was, was a special day. You know, we didn't talk a lot about the Lazy River, but that's that's one I, I actually enjoyed the most was popping in there and floating around. Yeah, I would say, too, is, you know, the Cabana Day was awesome. So I will pick something different since uh, y'all picked that. But I would say it would be a tie between the Cabana Day we had and also I, I loved our day at the at the, uh, at the Luau. I mean, it was just so many good times, so many laughs. Yep. I don't know if the alcohol um, contributed to that as well, but uh, <laughs> there were a few things that were pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, were, yeah we, had, we had a great time. It was a great night. Um, like I said, we we got very lucky. Uh, I was very lucky that I became friends with Florence and Mike because of the Disney podcasting and our running teams, and the fact that we happened to be both on our anniversary trips at the same time. <laughs> you know, so and it turned it made the trip even better. So we got got really lucky with that, and it definitely made for a more memorable. Uh, experience it did uh, I'm so happy you guys were able to come on now I, I've definitely researched it numerous times and the common theme I've heard over and over again is uh, if you're going to uh, to do if you're going to Lani do a Lani right so just uh, <laughs> uh, spend you're spending the money and effort to get there I know it sounds kind of counterintuitive because it's uh, Hawaii is in a beautiful place but at least spend some downtime there and just just enjoy it. So I'm glad you guys were able to come on and give us uh, some input on that. Um, where can we uh, uh, reach you guys, uh, Florence and Mike Porter? So you can find me at Florence Hankey Porter on Facebook. Mike Porter on Facebook. Michael Porter on Facebook. Awesome. What about you, Joe? Uh, you can find me at Joe Quad on Twitter, J O E Q U A T T. Go give me a follow over there since I lost all my Twitter followers uh, six months ago. <laughs> also, find me over at the uh, DVC Roundtable at resortloop.com. And you can also here at the Mickey Dudes. Nice. Yeah, you can follow me uh, at Braindead92 on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny. Um, or uh, the Mickey Dudes on Twitter um, or the Mickey Dudes podcast on Facebook or Instagram. And uh, once again, it's been great uh, for you guys to join us. And uh, Malakaliki Maka is the thing to say, I think. So, and mahalo. Mahalo. <laughs>
listen to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon